What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. And today we are joined by... Jeremy from Simple Little Life. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, man? Not too much. Good, good, good. All right, all right, Devin, what do you got for us today? I'm gonna hit us with two, and we can oh, man. pick which one we like, or you can like them both. So, <laughs> here we go. All right. Much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do; it comes from not finishing what they started. Mm-hmm. The second one is. It's not enough to be busy, Uh, so are ants. The question is, what are we busy about? All right. All right. So that's two weeks two weeks in a row you got these double quotes for me. I just have so many quotes. I just want, want to pick whatever one you want. <laughs> I uh I I like them both and uh and I, I don't I agree with them both sometimes and sometimes I don't. I don't know. <laughs> what what part don't you agree with? Well, I mean I think like you said so it's like having something to do being busy is having something to do or Something like that. What's the yeah, first one again? Sorry, I know. With two, you kind of it kind of spreads you out. Yeah, I know. I'll forget the gi- the gist of both of them. <laughs> Try. Yeah, yes. Much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. It comes from not finishing what they started. That okay. I found interesting. I'm, I that kind of makes you think. Like, is that really what it is? Or obviously, we can all get overwhelmed with things we want to do and things we are going mm-hmm. to finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but. It's also, I, I think that is right. It comes from having too many things that maybe that are unfinished. You, you, you're just not wrapping up properly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I identify with that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And um, yeah. what's the other, what's the second one again? <laughs> it's oh, yeah, not enough to be busy. Ants are busy. The question is, what are we busy about? That's just saying you got to focus in on what you're, well, you know, if you're, if you're yeah. you can't just be busy for, I mean, you can, but it's not right. necessarily good for you. 
Yeah. So at first I was thinking it was more along the lines of like, keep yourself busy or, or something like having, having like stuff to do. I don't know. So what I was saying before was like, I agree that, um, you know, having something to do and having like the purpose of getting, having lots of things to do is good sometimes and also bad sometimes because it's harder to finish when you have a lot of things on your plate, right? You're juggling too many things. So it's hard to like feel like you're making progress. And I think as a content creator, we can, we can all probably agree with this is like being able to work through, like having a video you have to finish, right? Cause you have, there's, it has to have a start and a finish. So like it actually is a, a nice thing to have these like, concise videos that have to be done because then you have to come away with a finished product or at least something that like you can either finish the video, right? It's a finished idea. So I think that yeah. definitely uh, gives us the ability to like, um, to finish things more often than other people <laughs> who don't have that. I guess, right. you, but I get, yeah, you I know, know, you do have an actual finished product that you can like watch and go, Oh, it's finished. Right. That, that is nice. Um, Jeremy, I know you, you have a, sponsor i think so do they give you like a have you said like i'm gonna do a a monthly video and does that ever stress you out to have that like oh oh crap i gotta finish something up here um yeah so basically i owe them one video a month um mm. it, you know the, the the pathetic part is sometimes that's the only reason i make videos right? like, <laughs> last year too been just kind of crazy for me but um yeah yeah it is like so i did my video like we're busy with a Christmas rush and you know in December and then I did my sponsored on video for them on the 29th and I'm just like what am I gonna do what am I gonna do you know and um yeah. if you have time you put it into it I mean the stuff obviously could relate to my channel right I mean it's basically like a yeah. like a Canadian version of a Harbor Freight right, and so yeah. obviously this it, you know it's a it's a nice fit but trying to come up with um not necessarily just like here's a review of a product or this or or maybe trying to incorporate their the sponsorship into a bigger project that is a lot of work sometimes but mm. yeah definitely a, a little pressure and it's like okay i gotta get this done right yeah, yeah. man we we need a we need to get harbor freight down here yeah. that'd be great i know <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think I, that's that's that like eternal question of of is it better to have a deadline or is it you know are you, if you don't have a deadline will you procrastinate or like oh, yeah. if you if, yeah. if you don't have a deadline do you do, will you even do what you you want to do you know so like that's that like staying busy or not you know so i think yeah. i mean i definitely think having having those deadlines um and me as my background in fine art having deadlines can de definitely push creativity because you're forced to you're forced to be creative right so you're forced to like I don't know, I would say like brainstorm or you like idea dump, you know, like, mm -hmm. all right, I got to get some ideas down. And so then that pushes me like as an artist into um, a creative space. And then once I'm in that space, then I can like, you know, draw something or make something. And then that turns to something else and that turns into something else. So I can kind of get those creative juices flowing more when you have that deadline approaching. Mm -hmm. What's yes. what's the <laughs> negative side about that? Getting finished and being disappointed with like the thing you you produce you think um the negative side about yeah i mean if, about? if if like we're saying i mean it definitely is positive deadlines and to get stuff done mm. and because you know you will get something done but what right. can you lose in that pursuit of just get knocking it out like maybe like i i would think maybe it's just not as good as you think it could have been but that's like mm. every project right 
yeah. project ends when like you just run out of time. Like, oh, that's right. it's never it's never done, but eventually you do just have to be done with it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Picasso said like a, his paintings were never finished. They just he just stopped at some point. Just stopped painting. <laughs> You're like, okay, it's got. I gotta stop. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, you said like the like having the deadlines. I think makes it maybe feel more like work rather than something that you you hope you can do because you just enjoy it, right? So ideally. It's like, oh, so I'll relate it back to painting. Like, and ideally, I'd love to have this like giant studio with all these paintings going all the time, be able to paint however you want, and and you're like intrinsically motivated to go in and work all the time. Mm. Um, but that's that's hard to do, especially when, you know, I have like all of us, we have a family and children and uh, you know other things and responsibilities. So it's like you're not just doing one thing all the time. So it's kind of having you have to be able to like put all these things together and juggle them in a way that makes sense. Um, and then maybe eventually we'll have that freedom to like do whatever you want every day and you'll be intrinsically motivated to get up and do those things. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe. That's tough. Oh, bef- before we move on, um, I want to say I had I was driving home rushing home and i was thinking of that's where i was looking for busy quotes i was like man we're pushing it because i had a full-blown like total art of craftsmanship day i yeah, um, yeah. like like woke up played with my daughter so check like the family thing off the list i made a home depot run i came home finished the trim around the new door worked on the floor part then i um what oh <laughs> i talked with bro uh bass pro shop Mm-hmm. about my gun safe so that's like nature stuff like getting outside <laughs> <laughs> then after lunch i started editing and then i was working on that trying to knock that out and then more door stuff then i went to your place dust yeah and then we did a we solid three hours, hours of <laughs> in the can yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> then a quick beer run and now now and we're now here now we're here with jeremy yeah and then and then after this i'm gonna try to upload I'm going to do a little quality control, watch it, upload it, watch it again on YouTube, and then upload the and last upload. So full right. beginning to end art of crescent content day. Yeah, when you guys are like night owls too, because it's like later in the evening for you guys. It is, yeah. It's, it's crazy, 10, 10, 15 here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in bed by 10 every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm a late night person. Like if I'll stay up till midnight or later most nights um that's just me i guess i just don't need a ton of sleep but but it does these days there are definitely days where when we when we record and then do the podcast right after the recording it feels like a long day you know it's because we've also like you know we've been at work i've been at work all day and then record some and then do the podcast it's like straight through but yeah. And you gotta hustle man that's how it works (laughs) (laughs) no but i think you know i so speaking for myself i actually really i mean i really enjoy doing the podcast it's you know i think it's fun and i think it's a great way for like us to talk to cool people like you and talk to people who we would otherwise not really get to talk to but also you know to stay connected with our community of you know followers and subscribers and people like that i think that's the part that i hope is the most beneficial for us and for the channel 
is that yeah. people get connected. And I also love that, you know, Devin's on here with me because people don't see Devin in the oh, videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a little, and, and then Devin. and later on we can grill Jeremy about why he doesn't podcast anymore. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I, I will say right now, like I'm a religious listener to your podcast. Um oh, right on. like oh, when nice. it comes out, it's that's the thing I do. I really enjoy it and uh you guys have nice. such a good dynamic and you know it was really great last week with your dad on there and then we mm. have your oh, other yeah. brothers and and your audio, I gotta say, your audio is always so clean. It's just like, oh man, where are they recording this? You know, it sounds like they're in some <laughs> studio in New York City or something like that. No, the secret is like just the bare minimum of ma- of a uh, cost of price podcasting set yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i'm in a, in a studio in my house that's full of like art supplies and knitting supplies oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. like nothing important just yeah, yeah. um we do have it's sound dampening in there. yeah i don't know i guess yeah i'm not sure what it is like well it's I, just i think it's we we both have the same mics and we both yeah and and cast oh, is yeah. really nice and whatever you got jeremy you sound great too yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're real clean yeah, I like how when when you were doing your podcast, and I think you showed some stuff on your channel about uh, building your little podcast studio, like underneath yeah. the stairs, and then like this yeah. little like Harry Potter room, <laughs> yeah, in the dungeon. Yeah, right. And it doesn't breathe under there, so like in the summertime, oh, like an hour, hour and a half, I'd like I still do a podcast with somebody else, but um, oh, right, and yeah. so I'd crawl under there, and some days, man, I come out and I'm just sweating. <laughs> it's just gross. <laughs> okay, we got to end the show right now. I'm done. <laughs> what's what's your other podcast uh, it's called can-am soup oh, right on and uh yeah because uh, i do it with a gentleman he's in tennessee uh todd fuss okay. he's actually the uh he's bought more of my knives and I, th- I think everybody else combined <laughs> he's got a nice. real problem like, right on. <laughs> and, and he was a, a formal uh he's an aircraft mechanic uh for the u.s air force and then um did legal stuff worked actually lived in in baltimore for a while his wife worked in dc oh, nice oh, and um yeah just pandemic they ended up transitioning they were able to work from home she she still works for the pentagon but from home but mm-hmm. um and and then he was also a special forces trainer and so Ooh, nice. <sighs> guns and knives he has like thousands of them oh wow it's Jeez. unbelievable <laughs> yeah so, yeah yeah i think at that point it's just like you got to keep going yeah, you know, oh, yeah. If, you, if you have a collection like that, you just got to keep building on it. Then it's yeah. it's just like something you're leaving for your family <laughs> or whatever it is. Oh, okay. Before we formally introduce uh, Jeremy, I got a question for you both. I don't know. Did I tell you my gun safe issues, Dust? Uh, briefly, yeah. Okay, so I uh, for Christmas, the in-laws, I was telling them, well, well, I got a few guns, and now we have a baby girl. So my wife's like, you're not getting any more until we get a safe. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, And then I get one for Christmas, get it home. It's a 16-gun safe uh, Cabela's. You know, it's like like 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. Get it in, take all the box stuff off, and there's a crack in the top right corner Mm -hmm. where the door connects. And it doesn't affect the door. And I don't think it would affect... Maybe if someone hit it with a sledgehammer, but hmm. if someone was doing that, we'd have other issues anyway. So <laughs> I'm not like I'm not worried about that. Um, so what they were saying, I talked to customer service. They're like, at first they're like, "Hey, bring it back to the store and we'll replace it." I'm like, it took three guys to drive it across the county and then to get it into my house. Like, 
no, like this is this is you guys have to come get it. They're like, all right, well, yeah, we can send someone to come get it. But I'm deciding here. Here's here's either or option one. I keep it and they give me like a seventy five dollar gift card mm. or option two. They come pick it up and I try to find another replacement because this one isn't in stock anymore. Mm. So what would you guys do in that situation? Like it's it's would it does it have a fire rating on the safe? I don't know the rating, but I know it's I think yeah. fire fireproof for like thirty minutes. Would it seem like this damage uh, would adversely affect would that? that? That that was what I was thinking. Like that's the main thing that could yeah. happen. Um, mm. It's not mm. a huge crack, but it's more than just paint. I can see. Uh. I can see under the paint it's cracked. I don't know what happened. I'm guessing in chipping it just banged up against something. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, and so is there, a, like, I guess the other idea, the other question, is there a similar one, like, similarly priced one that you could get that you, that you is like a comparable exchange? Yeah, that's what I was thinking because yeah. I kind of brought that up too. I was like, well, what's my, how much can I spend? Like hopefully, right. hoping they would go like, well, you can get something that's a hundred or two hundred dollars more. Then maybe I get that. But right. the issue is, I like the one I got. Mm. Like, right. like you know, yeah. that's the one I wanted. So now have I gotta get get something else. Like I, I don't know. Have you put your guns in it yet? No. Because uh, you like, I've got a couple gun safes, and they'll you'll buy them. It'll be like yeah, fourteen gun safe, and it's like. When I get eight of my guns in there, that one's full. <laughs> so mm, as, right. as long as it's, it's not like if you bought like an eight gun safe and you have eight guns, um, you may, I don't know, it may not quite be enough room, but right. it's only a few few rifles or whatever like that. But it drives me nuts how they rate those gun safes. It's like not a mm. chance. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, right. They, have, how we they, have, yeah. they have to be like packed tight in. Yeah, or yeah that's one thing. 22s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You can fit 100 handguns in here. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, sure. Um, yeah, but, I don't know. I guess I. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you'd kind of figure out what figure out what your options I are. I know. I kind of yeah, just yeah, want to yeah. fill the crack, get you to match paint at this when you come over <laughs> next time, and then I'll go spend seventy five bucks at um, Bass Pro. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah. ahead that way, right? Right. Yeah, yeah and and you know if, if the main you know the main concern is that it's safe in the house, you know, so that way your daughter can't get into it and someone can't just come in and take what's there right easily right right you know if that's if that's your main concern obviously like jeremy said if it's fire as well if that's a concern that might you know it might be worth it then um obviously fire is always a concern and we're never like oh yeah i'm expecting to have a fire so i have to have a fire safe but (laughs) but you know i don't know i guess uh yeah that's that's a hard one i think in that situation i would my i would i would like try to get a new one but I haven't seen the crack, so that's yeah. the other thing. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I was hoping they'd offer me like a much better, like <laughs> we'll exchange it for this really back. nice one. Yeah, what right. about your nice well, guy discount? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta try it. <laughs> yeah, coming <laughs> back. You're right. I forgot my own my own strategy. <laughs> the one thing you didn't realize when we were talking before is I'm actually a really nice guy. Do you have yeah, a right. guy gotta be more than seventy five dollars? A what? <laughs> They're like nice guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's not a mom and pop store, so. <laughs> yeah. right. All right, well, uh, so 
obviously, if you are listening, you know that we have Jeremy on. Jeremy is from Simple Little Life, um, which is an awesome YouTube channel. Um, he is a YouTuber. He's a, um, a knife maker. I'm not sure which one came first. We can get into that. Um, and, uh, and has a couple other side businesses with your wife, your father, and um, just a really uh, integral part of the knife making and YouTube community. I watched your channel before I ever started and um, learned a lot of stuff from you. And then over the years, we've chatted back and forth. And it just seems like you've been part of the community um, with within this kind of knife making maker community for a long time, which is really awesome. So Welcome, Jeremy, to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, we're, I'm so excited. I know that, like I said, we've chatted over the years. And um, it, for for us and for me, you know, I, there's a lot of different makers and YouTubers that I have watched because I've, I've like, I'm more of the maker side of it. And Devin, he's like, he kind of learns all the people because I'm like, Oh, you got to check out this person, this person. Um, so when <laughs> we first started, when you like messaged me or when we were, when we were all on the, the makery network, originally the podcasts, I was like mm-hmm. super excited because there are all these cool people who I've been watching for a long time. And then you reached out to us to like give us some compliments on the podcast. And I was just like, blown away you know so it's fun to have this kind of like you know relationship with people that we build over the years and you kind of I I think um the I I will say the first time I heard of knife talk podcast was on your channel okay on your YouTube channel talking about knife talk podcast and you and you like it was in some video you kind of talked about it in just almost in passing you know yeah, you're like yeah, and then i talk about this really cool and i so i started listening to them and then i've heard i heard you on there and then so it's come a long way it's been a, yeah. it's been a bunch of years but um so how um and i kind of mentioned this earlier like how how did you start did you start youtubing or knife making first or um I would assume it's knife making first, but how did that stuff start? Like, so, so you're, you as a maker as like mm-hmm. uh, maybe knife making, but just making in general, like what's your maker story? How did you start making stuff? How did that become part of your life? Uh, my dad was always a tradesman and, um, always building stuff in the garage. And a lot of times he'd look after me. And so, uh, there's actually a story. My dad was building a cabin once and was, I think I was six months old and, uh, he was putting the shingles up. And so he brought my little car seat up there and nailed a two by four to it and, and sat me up on the roof and thought it'd be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it, as the story goes, I guess I was like a little rambunctious moving around. And uh, my dad was right at the peak. And all of a sudden he looked and I, I came out of my car seat and oh. started rolling down the roof and oh just disappeared. And <laughs> in, on, on the eve of this roof that he's building, there was a spiral nail sticking out. And my dad doesn't remember putting it there. But the hoodie that I had on, this little hoodie, caught my hoodie, and I was dangling two stories up. No way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then actually on the way home, uh, he was getting gas in his truck, and I got out of the car seat again, and he opened the door, and I fell onto the the ground. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Just always hanging out with my dad, trying not to get killed, I guess. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, crazy. (laughs) You know, so, like, I I grew up always with my dad in the garage, always building Mm -hmm. stuff. Um and then, you know, even as a teenager, I was into bicycles and I'd cut, you know, bicycle frames and try welding two different bikes. I, I had the dorkiest bike. I, I took a mountain bike and I put a, a set of skate trucks on it. 
<laughs> from a skateboard okay. and then a chainsaw yeah, yeah. motor and it's just Whoa. like just dumb stuff i'm like this will be cool and like no not not very but um and then that's uh, crazy yeah and then so i was like like i grew up we're homeschooled and then i would work for my dad part-time doing airport baggage conveyors and um you know i quickly we'd work till a, do school till noon and then i'd work from one till five and i did some quick math and i thought you know i could instantly double my money if i dropped out of high school mm-hmm. and my dad's like nope not a chance and well, i started doing some research and uh when you're 16 it's your own choice and so mm-hmm. i actually uh dropped out of high school and um went to work full-time but my dad said on one caveat that you register in a program so right. i went ahead and, and registered uh to become a millwright and um and once that was in place, then I quit quit high school and went to work full time. And oh, wow. yeah, pretty much. What's a what's a mill right? It's a, essentially it's a, a heavy duty mechanic, but they okay. only work on stationary equipment. Um, so as if I if I were a heavy duty mechanic, I actually I actually started a heavy duty mechanic apprenticeship about five mm-hmm. years ago. But then I could work on highway tractors and stuff and do safety okay. inspections. Yeah. Um, and around, it all depends, like, like up in the Appalachian Mountains, they work on big steam turbines. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. And, you know, the, we work on a lot of oil and gas equipment here. Uh, gotcha. If you go, like, to the east coast of Canada, a lot, of, a lot of big fishing boats and shipping boats and stuff like that. So motors, compressors, all that kinds of stuff. Gotcha. And, and you said that's, like, stationary. So you're working on things, like, that are, that are not uh, a transportation specifically yeah, exactly. or at least not like yeah, yeah not moving yeah. actively <laughs> right okay and some oh, of it's cool. fun when i was working at sanjo we had uh we worked on these big cat v12s and they were bigger than my minivan mm-hmm. just the engine block and oh that is some fun <laughs> stuff to play with yeah man. that's cool yeah, yeah when i was uh when i was in grad school in new hampshire i worked on a um a, a tour boat um it's like a replica it was a 90 foot replica steamship but it had oh, wow. three um, three, I, I can't remember the size, but three Caterpillar diesel engines, yeah. um, two to run the like dual props. And then a, th- a third, that was the, um, the, uh, what's it called? The, the wheel, um, the paddle, no, the power for the boat. So oh, it was the generator. Uh, generator. Yeah. yeah. And that was just cool. I mean, they were, you know, they were the size of, uh, I don't know, like, a grand piano, you know, like they're yeah. pretty big. Like they're, they weren't giant, but they were big. And that was just, it's just a cool experience being around a machine that's that big and a diesel too. So it's relatively simple. Yeah. You know, it's still like a simple machine, but it just, it's like loud and it smells bad or good depending on how you feel but like being down in that engine room while they were all running you know and just like all the power around you is is pretty impressive it's fun That's cool yeah. yeah cool so you're so so now you're um dropped out of high school you go into becoming a millwright and then uh how long did you stay doing that uh so the millwright's a four-year program and you okay. get your journeyman and then I'd work for my dad, and actually, it's interesting because the shop that I've just recently moved to is the one that I did my mm. entire pr- apprenticeship into. In oh, cool! And um, yeah, it's kind of come full circle. Um, awesome. And I did that for I want to say ten or fifteen years. I did a I, I we installed airport baggage conveyors, mm. and okay. uh, altogether worked for my dad for seventeen years. But the last wow. seven of it was in the office. I was a project manager, but um, mm-hmm. actually spent a lot of time. I think I spent like seven months at BWI there. Oh, wow. nice. right on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> Got my fair share of uh, crab cakes. Oh, man, that's good stuff down yeah, there. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You remember when the, the oh, DC cool. shooter was uh, wreaking havoc? Yeah. 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 So I was there then. That was you. 
<laughs> no. Um, no, but there was one gas station that a person was shot at. Oh, man. And I got gas in my truck five minutes before that person Holy was shot. Holy cow, that's oh. crazy. And you remember uh, Evader Knives? Yep. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was there about 10 minutes before that. Oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, like we were literally five minutes away from each other and both like... You know, yeah, close to a bad situation. Being, but. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I remember I, I, it wasn't, Jeez. I don't have a ton of clear memories about that, but I definitely remember getting gas at different places and being just weirded out during that <laughs> yeah. whole time, just being like, I'm just getting gas. You're like, I'm like looking at like distance, oh, yeah. you know, looking at <laughs> weird windows and yeah. stuff and Rem- then vans. And, remember they said uh, something. I, I forget what, I think at first they thought it was a white van, right? Mm-hmm. And then, Something so like I was in yeah. high school at the time, and I remember you could see a road drive by. I, I, you could see it. There's a road up above the fields, and we'd like every van we'd see, we'd kind of be creeped out. <laughs> right. It ended yeah. up being like it ended up being like the trunk of a Cutlass Supreme. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah, it even. Was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. weird times. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I guess so. I, I did that, and then. Once we, my wife and I got pregnant, uh, I wasn't willing to travel anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And my wife came with me a lot. Um, so that worked out great. Like oh, she was nice. with me in Baltimore yeah. for those months and we, oh, we right did on. a lot of traveling. So it was fun. It was a really nice way to start your marriage. You leave both yeah, families yeah. behind and just, you know, living in a hotel and all <laughs> over. And together. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And then um, I worked in the office for seven years and mm-hmm. hated it. I got a... Oh, yeah. Certification as a, a project management. I didn't quite finish the full. There's a PMP course, which is pretty intense, but I got like an applied business management degree and all this other junk. And I, I just, you know, you walk into an office and you get your stack of papers, your computer, your phone. And at the end of the day, you turn the lights off and it looks the exact same. Right. And when I had yeah. done yep. so long, you'll walk into an airport, like they'll build a brand new terminal and it's like a blank canvas. And then mm-hmm. you guys go to work. And when you're, when you're about to fly out, you look back and there's like this noodle bowl of baggage conveyors and you yeah, see the suitcases right. going. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I somehow I feel I need that physical mm. satisfaction, like seeing what I've physically accomplished. It means a lot more to right. me than, and that's just the way I'm wired. Like I've got friends that just love accounting. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no. And then, and then from there I was in the office, I hated it. So I quit and I was a photographer for three years. Um, oh, nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then it, it was okay, but you end up taking a lot of, uh, like trade magazines, you know, like mm-hmm. just headshots of a guy who invented something and it was paying right. the bills. But then I was like, this isn't what I got it. Like I wanted to shoot fashion is what I wanted right. to do. Oh, cool. Really? And, um, I was offered a job in Toronto, but I didn't want to move to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go back on the tools. And I had never worked in oil and gas and pretty much mm-hmm. all millwrights in Alberta. That's what you do. And so I jumped on that and I was there for five years until things went down and, uh, yeah, and that's that's actually when like like we kind of moved out to our place, and that's when I started the Simple Little Life YouTube channel. And right on. I've nice. been making knives for about four years before I started the YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. Before before you go on, why did you want to shoot fashion? Where'd oh, that interest just, come from? Uh, I love the the understanding the technical aspects to get a look. Mm. You know, I love the mood that you can create with lighting, and there's a couple, there's one really good studio, uh, 
uh, agency in Calgary and ended up moving to Spokane, Washington. Um, but they had a phenomenal studio and I was in there all the time. I mean, I, I've shot a couple models that like they were signing their contracts with Calvin Klein at like age 15. And it's, just, it's, wow, it's kind geez. of a crazy, Yeah, you, you got to do it right. And it's like, you know, there's a real sketchy way you can go about it or else you can do it properly, like work with the agencies and you've got all the people there. And, but, um, yeah, I, and I did some decent paying work in, in some fashion, but it wasn't, it wasn't going to like, you know, pay all the bills and, and save for college funds or anything like that. And so I thought, I've got a ticket. I may as well go back, you know. I shot some weddings too, but those are just exhausting. Like just. Oh. Yeah, right. Jeez, yeah. yeah. Like, weddings weddings <laughs> are brutal. Stop. Oh. Yeah. You got to be on like friendly and if there's a problem Ugh. and you're the one there, they expect you to do, you know, mm -hmm. fix it. And it's like, oh man. <laughs> they're fun like in the People. moment it's, it's buzzing but man yeah. i feel like I feel like you've been hit by a train you have to like recuperate for three days afterwards but yeah, yeah. and all, all the fun parts about most weddings you obviously you can't really enjoy i mean it's nice no. to see the people together but you're not really drinking or eating yeah. or dancing yeah. like yeah. everything you want to do <laughs> yeah. you just kind of can't yeah, if you did want a drink, though, you'd never pay for a drink. Because, man, you go to receptions, and I bet every man. wedding you've got, like, 40 people. Hey, let me buy you a drink there, buddy. And it's like, <laughs> no, I, I've still got work to do. Like, I'd do photo booths, too, you know, like, set up with oh, all the props yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. And, but, yeah. We did a, because um, I wanted to go the opposite way. I didn't want a videographer, because mm -hmm. it's never as good as, for one, it's never as good as the photos. Mm. Like it, 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 it's and it's never as good as like what you thought it was in your head. Yeah, like, oh, you right, know, you yeah. think you dance good, and then you see it on video, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that that looks weird. I felt so good in that moment. Yeah, what happened? Right. I was on top <laughs> of the world. Right. <laughs> and then so we did a um a caricature person. Oh, okay. Um, so we we got a couple guys who actually do it at the Orioles, and uh, and they did it. So that was good. That's there was like a, a cool long idea. line. There was a long line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it was just. I mean, this, you're still, it's friends and family standing around having some drinks. So they yeah. can do it in line waiting for the caricature. Yeah, that and was that's fun. unique too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a little yep. different. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and you come away with a really cool memento. Yeah, that was cool. And like you said, yeah, there was like, I remember waiting in that line and being in line with people that I hadn't spent a ton of time with just hanging out and talking, right? Because you had a wedding, you got like your table. And obviously we were, I was in the, you know, in the, um, the wedding party with you. So like we had, we were kind of separated out. So I didn't get a chance to see or talk to a lot of these people that we, mm. you know, like family members and friends and stuff. So it was kind of nice to be able to have that, you know, moment in the line where you just kind of have to stand still for a while and like <laughs> talk to people. You got to put in that situation. It was kind of fun. That's that was cool. cool. <clears throat> so, um, you, so you said that it was about four years before you started Simple Little Life that you started knife making. Now, at that time, did you start it like, were you just you were just doing it like casually, like as a hobby, or did you start mm -hmm. kind of right off at with Homestead Knives, like making that as like doing it, selling knives and things? Or no, nope, no, um, I've always been a knife enthusiast and a, a right. knife collector, and. Um, like like crazy and never good ones. I mean, we, we'd go skiing and I'd have like this was back when fanny packs were cool, oh, and yeah. uh, I'd, I'd have seventeen <laughs> little cheap junky pocket knives in my fanny pack and I'm skiing down the hill and every wipeout you just hit this bag of knives in your in your hip. Like, oh. <laughs> but we still wore them every time we went because it was cool, man. It was so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I pocket knives there. Yeah. We went to Banff like last weekend and my my ten year old oh, son, nice. he's like. He's like, can you carry some of the stuff in my pocket? He had eight knives in his pocket. 
<laughs> like, why, we're walking around town going to restaurants. What do you need eight knives? I don't know. It's like, no. dude, like tennis like ball wads. Boy. Yeah. Like, it's really son, hurting it, my leg. If I've, taught, <laughs> if I've taught you anything, son, you need at least 15 on you at all times. <laughs> and a fanny Eight's pack. not enough. And a fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, and then I, uh, when I wasn't that old, I started buying like decent knives. Like I bought some Bark River knives because some mm-hmm. of the guys at work had showed me those. And um, I think I had three or four like decent knives, like Bark Rivers and... Once you have those and you've got four kids, you know, they're in sports, dance, all this stuff, you know, it's hard yeah. to justify an extra couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks yeah. there for a knife for dad, right? Because <laughs> don't need yeah, it. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, you know what? For. Yeah. But I was like, I wonder if I could make a knife. Like, I mean, I, you know, the one thing I've done a lot of is that at airports, you see the stainless steel trim around the carousels. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the way that we did ours is basically kind of like C channels, and you would have to trim them so you couldn't see a gap, but they couldn't bind because if they bind and a suitcase is on it, it might like kind of stay down and like dig into the rubber on that on the carousel. Right. And so we got really good at, and it was just with an angle grinder and, and finishing discs, but just getting a precise fit that was a ground fit mm-hmm. and and freehand. And so I thought, you know what? I'm sure I could make a knife. Can't be that hard. And it was actually Trollski with the first YouTube channel I saw. Oh, yeah, right on. And yeah. uh, he, his videos make it look so approachable. I'm like, wow, look at this guy. It looks like he's in a dungeon somewhere, you know? Uh, yeah, and, right, exactly. And uh, he's obviously got a nicer shop now. But um, I did that. And then uh, I think my first one was with a file. I kneeled a file. Yeah. And nice. uh, I actually built my first belt grinder to make a knife. And... Um, I just wanted to, and then also I, instead of buying like the, I don't know if I even knew where to buy the parts, but I actually bought a lathe to make right. the wheels for my belt grinder to make a knife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice! Just man, right on. to buy stuff, I think. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> just say, yeah, honey, right. I won't have to buy more knives. I'm just gonna buy this instead. It'll save me all this money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and so that was uh, it, it was fun. And then I kind of was, you know, making another one here or there, and and then some of the guys at work, we'd talk about it and stuff, and. And they're like, oh, let me see. And I'd make some for guys at work. Um, mm-hmm. The first one I, air quote, sold was there's one guy was going to school. And he had a heated, heated underground parking. And it was January, February was his school term. So I made him a knife in exchange for his parking fob <laughs> for two months of heated parking. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's minus 30, man. That is a nice little feature. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you're like, shoot, shoot a couple hours in the shop and I get a parking spot? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... Awesome. Um, yeah, I work. I worked there, and then that, that's when things kind of started to go south with like oil and gas. Um, when I had started there, we had 280 guys and mm. made it through five rounds of layoffs, and I was hating it. Um, mm, yeah. I actually worked with my brother-in-law, and we carpooled every day. And uh, we we're driving into work. It was Wednesday, and I said, "Well, I said, here's the deal. I'm not going to be here next week." And he said, "What do you mean?" I said, either I'm getting fired today or I'm quitting on Mon- on Friday because I said, I can't handle this anymore. Like, you'll be working on a rig with eight guys, and then, uh, you know, Wednesday rolls up. They do it on Wednesday because I guess you're less likely to kill yourself on a Wednesday. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> seriously, that's, that's what yeah. they say. Like, you know mm-hmm. layoffs only happen Wednesdays. And then, like, mm-hmm. seven of the guys that you were just working with, they're like, well, see you later, Jeremy. It'll be on Friday. Pick up my toolbox. And I'm like, ugh. Jeez. And then your boss comes up and is like, well, we know we wanted this in three weeks. You've got four months, but you're all by yourself on it. And I'm like, are you kidding oh. me? It's just, oh, man. And then. Uh, yeah, that's that amount of stress, man. That's just can't do oh. that. 
Like, how do you even live? You know, how yeah. do you live without having at least a, a hint of just just expectation? You know, like, mm. oh, that's crazy. I can't even imagine. And it's oh, it's funny because the older gentlemen, like some of the you know the guys have been doing this for years, like 50, 60, The guys you can really learn a lot of stuff from. They're like, ah, just another cycle. You know, we just wait mm-hmm. wait six months. We'll all be back. We'll all be hired or. And I had never been laid off before. I never worked oil and gas. And, and a lot of these guys were used to it. Because, yep, that's the nature of this business. You know, it's four years. Right. It'll be great. And, I mean, like, literally I had, at the end, I actually got my own heated underground parking. Um, mm. We had uh, a gym, like, with towel service. So if I told them Monday, wow. Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to work out. I had my own locker, and there was a clean towel in there every single day. Wow. And um, it was <laughs> nice. phenomenal. So we were all just like, <laughs> we're going to ride this wave. Um mm. I was the chair of the safety committee. I was the chair of the social committee. And so <laughs> like I had a, a secretary for eight hours a day to do anything, eight hours a week for anything right. I needed to do, like reports and catered lunches. It was, it was the most ridiculous blue collar job ever. Sometimes Jeez. I didn't have time to get my hands dirty. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no. So, and that, then, yeah, um, the uncertainty though. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, I got uh, laid off. So it was uh, me and two other guys. And then, so there's 15 people left, and they actually fired them all about a month later when they closed down the business for good. Wow. And um, it was funny because my boss brought me in, and he's like, oh, I don't know how to say this. I said, I'm I'm done. I said, I'm so excited. You have no idea. (laughs) And he looks at me. He's like, what? I said, I was going to give my notice on Friday. He's like, well, you would have saved us a huge severance package then. <laughs> like, they, yes. just, they, they let me go well. And I said, no, honestly. And he was freaking out. I said, don't feel bad. I said, I am relieved. Like, you know, this right. is a land yeah. of opportunity. I, I can get a job doing whatever I want to. I said, I do not enjoy this this darkness that hovers over our shop right now. I can't take yeah. it. I said, I'm just like, Ugh. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's and, tough. Uh, Oh, I called yeah. Steph and I said, honey, we're going to Costco. We're going grocery shopping and we're going to have a party tonight. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, awesome. what do you mean you got laid off? I'm like, it's the best thing. So, yeah, but, right. um, I was going to quit. Now we got a, a few bucks in our pocket. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and all the stress is gone. Like, yeah, geez. yeah, that's, yeah that, you were saying um, you mentioned earlier, like, and this is like a lot a story that I hear from a lot of knife makers that like they start off and then there's like people around them that start asking, like, oh, can you make one for me? You know, like you have mm-hmm. friends and coworkers. See, my my problem is that I work with children. Because <laughs> I'm a teacher, so <laughs> yeah. like, and they ask all the time. They're like, "Oh, cool, you make knives. You're gonna make me a sword." I'm like, "No, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I <laughs> <Yeah>. cannot do that." <laughs> so like, all of my clientele are too young to make knives for. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> no. Well, so Good. go, go yeah. ahead, Def. I was gonna say so. Um, so you get laid off, and then so that's what did you do right after that, or like what was the next thing after that? So that is kind of where the, the that led to the Simple Little Life YouTube channel. Um, I was frustrated because like I, I worked hard and I did my best and, uh, my record, even like, I guess HR had said that I was supposed to have been gone on the second round because Mm -hmm. I didn't, I asked my boss, I said, listen, I want to coach my kids hockey. And that means like on this day and this date, I got to be at practice at four o'clock. I'm going to have to leave early. Is that okay? Yep. And so essentially I, I didn't work overtime unless it was like weekends or early. Like sometimes we'd start at five in the morning if we were busy, but Right. Um, essentially said, no, this guy doesn't, they were looking at people that the least amount of hours they worked, they were getting rid of them first because they were going to combine our shop with the maintenance shop and okay. everybody would have to be on call. 
And so I said, if anybody's not willing to be on call, we're going to get rid of them first. And my boss kept saying, no, you can't get rid of this guy and this guy and this guy. Absolutely not. And I remember thinking, like, like I, I did really good. Like, like, you know, I worked hard and mm -hmm. I had great people teaching me and I learned the stuff and I was able to do a good. I felt very satisfied. And every day I said, you know what? I did really good for this company and I wanted to. Right. Like I said, I'm right. going to make you successful. Mm -hmm. That's my job. And um. And then you get laid off because, you know, the company has too many private jets and they make some bad decisions. And <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I vowed right then and there, I said, I will never let my livelihood be in anyone's hands but my own. Mm -hmm. And so then we had actually, I guess, kind of backing up a little bit before I got laid off. Uh, we had purchased our land that we had, the 13 acres outside of Strathmore. Mm -hmm. And the goal of that was like maybe in five, 10 years, we could look at building a house. I just want to secure right. the land and, you know, we could have a place yep. to go hang out or whatever. And so we had done that three months prior and then get laid off. And so I thought, well, you know what, we'll just sell our house in town. We'll take that money and build our house out of town. And um, our house ended up selling way quicker than we thought it would and, <laughs> and for more. And it was like a bidding war at the end of it. But the people <laughs> wanted us to be out of there like like a month or something like that. And so oh, that's, geez. we bought a fifth wheel, you know, we moved it out there. We had a well on there. Nice. And uh, right. we, we lived in that for like two and a half years Ooh. while we were, the first year is my problem. Like I didn't know how to get building permits and this and that. And you know, all this stuff, if you got a, like a, a summer, short summer building schedule and you, you don't have all your mm -hmm. ducks in a row, man. And so the first winter we're like, oh, I guess we're wintering here, like in the RV, you know? Right. And, um, <laughs> and then, so it was kind of around and this then is that like, I, you have four kids, right? Is it four yeah, kids yeah. or three kids? Yeah. yeah four. All right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I know. I will say the good thing is like the, the three boys played hockey and then yeah. my daughter danced like with the Alberta ballet and that was like five nights oh, wow. a week. Cool. And then uh, so we basically slept in our RV and we were just right. Going, you were you know, busy. Yeah. 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 But um, and so that's when I thought, you know what, like I really want to look at taking more charge of my own life and. Initially, it started Simple Little Life as like a homesteading channel. That's that's why it's got the name. <laughs> like, yeah, right. you yeah. know, look after ourselves. You know, we're, we wanted to grow and, and raise as much of our own food as we could. And yeah. that was fun. I mean, and we had a lot of animals. And the thing I realized after about six months or years that you can't have your feet in both of those worlds, like the modern world and homesteading. And... Right. You know, that if we're going to homestead, it's going to end up being work. So you guys, you don't play sports. We don't need all these cell phones and, and tablets and Starbucks. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'll make trips to town once a week or once every two weeks, like a supply run, you know. Right. Yeah. And it's either that. It was too hard to do all the work of a homestead, but still like, hey, man, like I want to go to the arena and I want to get a Starbucks right. on the way or Tim Hortons on the way. And I, I like mm -hmm. to watch YouTube and I want fast Internet and. I don't know. I just found that those two worlds didn't really jive. And so then we just toned down the, the simple little life, the homestead side of it. Right, and right. Uh, just did like chickens and stuff that, that's pretty yeah. easy. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. And I was, I was making videos about like I built a chicken coop. Um, oh, man, I got to watch that. I'm a, my wife is pushing for me to either build or buy one. But I'm looking at buying them. And man, they're crazy. They're like two grand, three grand like oh, for man. a chicken coop. With this wood price, <laughs> this one would be more than that. I built like the bunker of chicken coops. Um, uh, nice. I, I put like like four by fours into the ground and oh, four yeah. feet deep, you know, concrete sauna tube. Ooh, and I actually yeah. have mine elevated two feet above the ground with expanded metal underneath it so that nothing can get in there. 
Yeah, oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. Nice. oh, that, like, yeah. There's, there's not a fox or any critter that could ever get into that jacket. Those, those birds are safe, but <laughs> nice. Um, and, and you know, it's like, oh, cool. Like, I had like 17 subscribers, and like four of them were the guys I used to work with. And yeah, and, nice. and then I was, I was like, ah, oh, what should I do? And and I was still doing knives as a hobby, and I was selling a couple more knives. Like, people found out, and a lot of the guys from work after they got laid off, they're like, hey, you know, keep in touch, and then they'd order knives. And I thought, well, I should nice. try and make a video about how to make a knife. Who knows? And um, mm. I make one, and I'm like, what? This, this video's got, like, 90 views? It's <laughs> right. ridiculous. I checked the next day. It's like, it's over 100 now. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I don't know what that that video got. Uh, it's actually pretty good. Like, I think I ended up yeah, getting, like, right. 10,000 views in, like, a week or two. And this is, like, for, like, 20 subscribers or something. <laughs> and I'm crazy, like, yeah. I, I'm seeing something yeah, here. There's something here. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Notice. <laughs> And that's when you get driven down into a niche and you can't leave oh. it. <laughs> you do not the rest out of your history. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was good because, um, cool. you know, it would have been uh, like a real fun hobby and, and continued. But, you know, you make a video and it's actually a phenomenal marketing thing because people see it like, oh, can I get one? Can I get one? And now mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like mm -hmm. I literally have like 20 orders and I'm just going to be making knives straight for the next month. And I feel I progressed so much quicker because of that than if I had just kept right. it as a hobby. Um, right. But then there's some of those guys that are just hobbyists. And I'm like, blows my mind the level mm -hmm. of their work. You know how clean it is. I'm like, wow. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's one of those things that like there's – I don't know. I guess I guess that's the the debate, right? Is if it's if it, if it becomes a job, then is it still fun, right? And or does it does it need to be fun, right? I mean, is mm -hmm. or can it be fun and a job at the same time? And you know, that's the thing. Like I've I've always just been a hobbyist knife maker, and like I'll sell occasionally here and there, but only because you know people will ask occasionally. But um, it's the time's not there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one thing. I just don't have the time to do it, and and it would be fun to have the time to do it, but I just don't. And I, but I don't know if like if I would enjoy it as much, you know, because <laughs> I I do like, and that's the one thing. Like you said, you know, you kind of get pigeonholed into doing a certain thing. And now, our first video for their craftsmanship was the knife making video. Um, we made a knife, you know, a file knife, and I actually I followed along, or I had watched a. A video on Vimeo, I think it was, by a knife maker named Green Pete, and hmm. he did a whole series on making a knife from a file, and he like made a fire outside, and he like made a pot of tea at the same time, and like, he just did <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. It was really fun, and That's so cool. I like I watched that, and and I had started making knives much earlier when I was uh, like I guess um, or in college, I guess. So I started making knives then kind of off and on a little bit and doing like, uh, saw blade knives, things like that. But, um, that, uh, that first video was a knife making video and it did, it did pretty well. Um, but I, we kind of knew straight from the beginning that there was, that we had to keep things different. Mm -hmm. Like we had to keep making different videos because yeah. that was the point on the channel was to like do a bunch of different stuff and, you know, that the, the, the art of what the things I was doing was in the craft. Right. So yeah. that's, that's why the art of craftsmanship was like, it wasn't about necessarily one specific thing, but it was just about making something and doing it well 
And when you can make something well, that craftsmanship shows through as your art. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was that was something we've always strived to do. But then you know you get those big videos, like we get the bow video or the knife video, and they yeah. do really well. And you're like, okay, well now I got to make sure I do a knife, a couple knife videos a year because mm-hmm. they're gonna like quote unquote pay the bills. You know, <laughs> like they're yeah. gonna keep the people there and keep yeah. So yeah. But and I feel like you know we could have. We could have easily done. I mean, I I enjoy making knives, and there are plenty of knives to make. So we could have easily just kind of gotten into that market, um, but we had to like yeah. just make consciously make that you know effort to. Yeah. And it, it's, switch it's, it it's 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 boring to shoot a bunch right. of knife videos over. <laughs> At least yeah. for me, yeah. I'm sure Dustin can <laughs> Dustin can make them all day. But for <laughs> me, I'm like, how many more angles can I get of this? Like, uh, like. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make every video. I don't want to have to stand next to Dustin at a grinder for three days on every video. I just, I, I can't. I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I tell you, that is a, the hardest thing that I'm having right now too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you see some guys like you look at Alex Steele, yeah. right? and he pushes himself. Like he will go to the point k like you know what you see what he's about to do and it's like oh yeah i can see he's gonna push himself to the point of failure and then again and again and finally come through the other side right right and i you know i don't have that desire like if it's a skill i want Mm -hmm. i will do whatever i have to acquire it and and i don't know if this is bad or i'm satisfied with the knives that i make because the knives that i make are the knives that i'd like to buy now Mm -hmm. like to go i think about you know stuff that i haven't tried uh, okay, let's do some inlay techniques. And I'm like, I have no desire to do that whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah. And even with Damascus, I'm fascinated by it. But I have, I, I, I build all this stuff like forge presses and stuff. And I'm like, it never strikes me. It's like, hey, let's go whip up a billet and see what kind of a pattern we could get out of it. I'm like, I don't know. I, and and of course, everybody's like, when are you going to make Damascus? When are you going to make Damascus? I'm like, I, I don't know never i I don't know (laughs) right it's so hard because it's like i honestly don't have this like folders and stuff i don't want to get into that i like simple you know the thing i probably enjoy the most now is to come up with a you know a spin off a different shape um Mm -hmm. the knife design aspect is probably my favorite part and and then Mm -hmm. it's fun to make it and you you know you see that idea in your head and then you hold the finished product um but i'm kind of like Every process that I would do on this on a new knife build, it, like I've showed you ten times in the last ten videos, right? Like it's right. a different yep. handle color, so right. it's it's so hard. I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, but now, I, go, I, and I don't know that people just want to keep watching the exact same thing either. But right. But then there's some of the, some knife channels out there that they do it all the exact same way. You know, profile with an angle grinder, and they just crush. You know. Yeah, like, like yeah. every video is several hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's all. Almost all YouTubers are just like scratching their heads. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do next. <laughs> we we've been um, so we're doing these. The one I was working on today was the five questions video, and that was just something to fill in the gaps between because it takes us like a month to make a video. Mm-hmm. So we wanted something where we could sit down one day and make three videos. So it's just Dustin answering questions and, uh, you know, responding to a troll comment and then doing a show and tell. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think then, that's a good move. Yeah, I think I think it's it's nice yeah. to have, but it's I I was thinking because I was so proud when we hit a hundred videos of like the library of videos that we made. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're all 
long form. I mean, there's a few short yeah. ones in there, but there are all these long form videos that are like the beginning to end of all these projects. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we're going to be filling our, our channel with a lot more stuff that doesn't necessarily end up being like a good library of things. It's all good. I think it'll be good content, but I, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Dust? Like, I, I mean, we're we're just, I mean, we're doing the same amount of big projects as before. Right. And we're just filling in the cracks to try to keep our name on people's brains. Right. Yeah. But, but that's what like, I tell when I, when I talk to people who are interested in like how, how to start with YouTube or what do you do? And, you know, my, my advice is always just to be consistent, right. To put out work and put it out consistently because the more you can do, then like it'll just you'll stay on people's brains right you're going to continue mm-hmm. to grow if you can stay consistent if you just make a video and then you stop for two or three months and then you make another one like that lack of consistency is not going to ever drive you up no that being said um for us at this point i think maybe like i think what you're talking about Devin, is like integrity right so there's like an integrity yeah, there of. based off of what we do and what we're yeah. proud of making um, and I think that is important. So it should never be just like brushed away, but it also, depending on what the goal is, right. Is the goal for our channel to continue to grow and, you know, be self-sustaining. Then we got to figure out any way to do that within reason, right. Still yeah, keeping right, our right. integrity, but fig- and so like, I think, um, with our the the questions videos i think they are there there there's some information i think is fun i like i think they are fun because they're a conversation with the audience um the way that i enjoy hanging out in someone's shop and just talking with them about stuff yeah um so i think there's something there i think i i definitely understand what you're saying about like having a library of like every video is like a significant thing like we've made this thing in each one um, and it took us, you know, a decent amount of time to get to hundred, hundred videos. We've been doing it for almost six years. Um, and we just hit hundred videos last year. So that's saying something, but I think, you know, I think we can fill in with something that's fun that we would enjoy watching. Right. And I right, think that right. can also be the same thing as like, as long as we feel like it's something we would enjoy to watch. And I always go back to other channels like yours, Jeremy, or, you know, Wrangler star or Alex Steele. There's, there's, there can be a variety of. Uh, ways that videos are made because I'm invested in that person and I'm in that channel. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like if, you know, if you can watch something that, that, you know, connects you to that channel in a way that is a little bit more personal or you learn something about them. And that's why, you know, we, I enjoy occasionally put, you know, Corinne, our daughter, my daughter is in the videos and, mm-hmm. and occasionally have different people in the videos. Cause it's just kind of like letting people into a little bit of our life and, and letting them be part of what that, is happening there. And I think that's important, at least for what I, the videos, the channels that I really like is that you kind of, you feel like, you know, a little something about that person. It's more than just what they're making. Right. I would watch mm-hmm. all the videos because I really like the person. doesn't yeah. matter what the content is. So. I, I, I will say that is the great thing about YouTube is to, to get a little bit more into whoever you want. Cause traditionally, like if we do shoot a traditional video, it's like, it could be like, um, uh, what's, um, this old house, stuff like that where, but you didn't know any of the talent or the craftsmen's 
on the show. So the one of the big positives about YouTube is you can you can watch that thing that they make and then you can get to know them a little better. Like mm-hmm. like Jeremy, you have your boys and stuff on. Like, did you ever did you have did you feel issues there? Like, should I share my family? Like, I mean, I think that's a big question a lot of a lot of people have. No, no, I've never never really bothered me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so. When, when like, I mean, I was I grew up when like AOL dial was the internet, and of course you couldn't use your real name, <laughs> you know, and yeah. right, like, yeah, like my main Gmail email address is not my name, right? <laughs> it's like, right, yeah, <laughs> and it's and it's very similar to my name. And they're like, I thought your name was this. And like, no, that was that was in the beginning of the internet, kids. Okay, you you weren't supposed to use your real name on your email address, <laughs> <laughs> right? But now I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, you know, um, yeah. Even on my channel, I didn't share my last name at all. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? Whatever. If right. people want to find you, they'll find you anyway. You know. Um, yep. I've had yeah. a few comments. People were like, I drove by your house yesterday on <laughs> some recent videos. I'm like, yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was out there fixing my <laughs> gate the other day, and this car drives by, and this guy is waving at me. And I'm like, I have no clue who you are. You know, I don't know if he thought that I was my dad, but my dad and I don't look alike. <laughs> He's got hair, right. I don't. <laughs> but, you know, and, like, I think with the, the new videos that you guys are doing, um, it's it's fresh. And the thing is, like, uh, you know, you subscribe to channels exactly like you were saying. Um, you want to get to know that person more. And, yeah, it's neat to see them in the shop. But sometimes if you see them in a, in a slightly different element, it's kind of like, ah, this is cool. This is what it would be like mm. to hang out at a barbecue with them when we're not even talking about knives or axes right. or making bows, you know. So I, I think it's good. And, you know, as long as you don't... Um, the thing is, if it's clear to the audience, there is a going to be a portion of the audience that's like, I'm here for making content, that's it. Like, I don't right, care right, about yep. your person. So, okay, cool. Yep. Well, this is making this good. You know, and it's not like it's like making a sling bow. It's like, just kidding, this right. actually five questions tricked you, got you to click on it, right? Like, <laughs> Right, you gotcha. Know, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. differentiation that, there, and they know is, what they're getting into. That is that is one thing we said. I was like, look, if we're going to pull them in with the troll question as the title, let's do that right away. Because I don't, I don't want people to go like, he's (laughs) going to talk for twenty minutes and then get to it. Like I want to be, hey Dustin, we said someone said this to Dustin, or you you hear this crazy thing like, never put your kids in, or or you're an idiot for doing this, and then Dustin sits down and I ask him that question, he answers. Then if you want to hang around for the rest, he tells you what's coming up. Like hey, five questions, and then show and tell. So we're it's slightly clickbaity, but I want whatever you clicked on for. You're gonna hear right away. Yeah, I like right. how you did that. Yeah, um, yeah. Instead of like, but wait till the end of the video. I hate that when you, you click. Be sure <laughs> right. to stick around to the end when we reveal something. It's like, well, you know, they've got controls on YouTube, right? I can fast forward this sucker on you. <laughs> right, exactly. Stick around to the boop, end. Boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. After the next couple commercials, like, yeah, that's not that's happening. Right. <laughs> We've got ten minutes of mediocrity, but wait till the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder what what does that work for like the algorithm for the uh, the the click through rate? You know, like if yeah. you fast forward to the end, does that count as like watching the whole video? I wonder if they know. Well, have you noticed <laughs> how you can hover over the play slider on YouTube now? And, and see then the... yeah, and it's got spikes and valley like peaks and valleys. And I oh, yeah. think okay. I, yeah, I may I be wrong, that. but I think that is like watch time correlation. So it's right uh, in the main player. You can just slide your mouse over it. Mm, yeah, 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 I have seen this like key moments or something like that. So. And then again, I don't know how people would find that stuff, right? Like, it'll be like, a, right? I don't know, but 
Yeah, I have noticed that. I have, yeah, I've noticed, yeah, when you, people watch those things like over and over again. And I, mm-hmm. it's funny because I usually notice it when I go to back up on something. I'm like, whoa, what that, what just happened? You yeah, know, yeah, like back yeah. up on it. And I'll like, you know, back up 10 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever. And then I, and then usually I'll look at, because then I'm looking at the slider and I'll notice, oh yeah, that's weird. Oh. There's like a little dash there where like they've noticed that a lot of people are doing that same thing. I bet that's oh. where they get that that yeah. reading from like i'm like how do they even know that people are watching it there more but i how it makes sense yeah we uh we came up with the idea today dustin was doing something um what were you doing oh you were spraying something you were trying to make what was it dust the black you were spraying it with uh, window stuff oh um so we're restoring um, the the video we're working on tonight was is restoring a uh, a wilt a vintage Wilton bullet vice that was my Ooh. wife's grandfather's, um, oh, wow. and so we're like I stripped all the paint or I ground all the paint off and then I'm repainting everything and then all the all the pieces that are going to be s- just plain steel I'm I'm bluing with like gun blue, um, okay, yeah. and so so I was spraying that 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 was like the handle and the 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 lead screw. I was spraying that with like, um, you know, like a whatever window washer um, cleaner after I after I pulled it out of a gun blue or whatever after I uh, did it. Why, Dev? So I was thinking because in my head when you were doing that, I was like, well, I know I asked you. I was like, why are you spraying this one not the other? Oh right. And you were like, yeah, it's it's a bit too big to dip in it. Blah blah. blah. I was like, well, just take a rag. And you're like, yeah, I guess. And then I came. I was thinking in my head, <laughs> what if every video. We oh, put right. we put something <laughs> something in that would get them get people to question what was going on. Right. But we, we make it more and more ridiculous every time. Like I was saying, okay, now just take take the vice and like take a brass hammer and bang on the side of it and then listen to it. <laughs> and then sit it down and just move on. <laughs> never say anything about it. Never never <laughs> like the comments are like, I really enjoyed it, but like what's the brass hammer thing? What what you like and just never answer it. <laughs> I'd, you know become what? more and more crazy in videos about yeah that's right that's a, that would be a strong move you know you like add one thing that you don't explain like start swinging it around and then like throw it five yards and then pick it up and like look at it and then just move on yeah <laughs> what or like clamp a piece of steel in the vice just take a quick look at it take it out of the vice rotate it 360 degrees and clamp it back in the exact same way it was just clamped and then get to work on it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah just just put a little seed in there to get those comments yeah. going <laughs> it's, you know what sometimes i'm convinced that stuff is where it's at yeah like some of the yeah. stuff that i've that i've done that um a lot of times you'll get more comments on what you've done wrong Right, oh, absolutely. Then what yeah. you do, oh, right? Yeah. It, it's right, like, yeah. what you do like this? It's like, well, there's more than one way to do that. This is the way I prefer. It. That's stupid. And it's, I'll find <laughs> out. Yeah, that was kind of a silly way that I did it. But um, I'm like, yeah. hey man, this is called engagement. Maybe I'll just keep doing it. Like this. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I like, I like. My favorite is the comments from videos that I did five years ago. That they're like, oh man, you really should do this with this tool. You know, I'm like <laughs> you're absolutely right because five years ago I was definitely doing it wrong, but I'm definitely doing it right now. But I'm yeah. like, oh, you think I still do the same stuff the same exact way? That's fun. <laughs> that is funny though, isn't it? When you get comments yeah. from like five years ago and and people mm-hmm. ask like speak as though it's right now. Yeah. Right. Like, why do you, Why don't you have these new tools in your shop? This is like a really bad tool to use. I'm like, well, it was the one that I had back five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was always the the funny thing was like, oh, you use like the tools 
you don't use fancy tools. Dustin's always like, I can't, I can't afford them. It doesn't matter. Like, and now, right. now he has better <laughs> stuff, but it's like, this is what I can buy. Like right. with a little yeah. bit of extra money here and there, like this is all I'm willing to spend on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you use a mill to straighten that surface? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a mill. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then when you um, have a mill, you get the comments like, well, I could do that too. If I why those yeah. Tools. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jeremy, you just did, you bought your parents place. Yes. And then you got, I did see the, the, the one, the latest video, like man, that shop that you got that you said you also did. What, you, what did you do in it? Your you apprenticeship. My yeah, apprenticeship. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. So you got this sweet open space. Like that is. Yeah. Dustin and I talk about that sometimes. That's like yeah. our dream. Like halfway between his house and mine is this perfect shop that we can like. You can have all this open area to do whatever you want, and some some unfinished areas where you could like have a podcast place and a, yeah, do all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So. How's that been? Like, and it's it's got to be exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, and then my my parents like they were having a new house built uh, in Strathmore, and so when we moved out here, um, their house was kept delayed, delayed, delayed. And so in the back of the shop, they the ha- back half of it was uh, full of their stuff, and they've got they've got most of it out now. Um, I'm still not using the back of it, so it's a a fifty by a hundred foot shop, and then. Ooh. Yeah, there's also an office on on the west side of it that's 24 feet by 40 or 50 feet. There's seven people working Jeez. that office. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And then I've got um, a 40 by 60 foot barn, like a two-story barn with a concrete mm-hmm. floor in it. And so, man, I've got – it's it's insane. <laughs> like, like I was it's working in – in one, one side of our two-car garage, and that's perfect, right, for knife making. Yep. Actually, I preferred my shipping container to that, actually, because <laughs> I could be at my workbench and literally turn around without a step. I was at my drill press, you know, yep. <laughs> just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so efficient. And now I've got to walk. Like, I may as well put a Fitbit on because I could actually earn a few steps, you know. But No, it, it's fun. It's, uh, it's, I didn't think it would be so overwhelming to try and figure out how to set it up. And then I kind of just got, like, I spent weeks thinking about, like, okay, what's the most efficient setup? And I had, like, little mm-hmm. cardboard cutouts and to scale and move stuff. Around. I was like, you know, <laughs> why don't you just start putting stuff somewhere? Yep. You can always mm-hmm. just move it, you know? So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, It's amazing. Cool. Yeah, and even, even if you had, you know, even if you had planned it all out perfectly and you put it all there, you really don't know until you start actively using it. You know, it's like, and I mean, obviously like you've had shops before, so you understand the flow of work, you know, so you have that mindset, but still you never really know until you're like actively moving around and using Mm -hmm. a space and then something just moves even a foot or two one way or the other way, or you start filling in gaps and stuff. And yeah, that's all. You get a new tool or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now where'd I put this thing? Yeah. So (laughs) do, do you find yourself now searching for bigger tools to fill it like is there something now you say okay well now i got all this space i can finally put this thing in there yes yeah it's a problem (laughs) Um, but you knew because the space would allow it my pocketbook wouldn't necessarily but it's still like oh i just bought a like a, a motorcycle lift Oh, nice. <laughs> like, I've got the space for it, and that side looks like a man cave now because I've got like a motorcycle project. Speaking of unfinished projects, at the very beginning, there's a motorcycle build I started probably ten years ago, and it's been storage 
you know, ever since I got laid off, essentially. And so I got that up on the lift there. I'm like, this looks so cool. But then yeah. it's also not like, <laughs> there's also a sense of the, you know, the kind of the, the crammed, gringy yep. studios or like shops that I'm like, that guy actually mm-hmm. does stuff there. Whereas mm-hmm. I find this place is big. If I don't keep it clean, it's a huge mess. But then when I look right. here, it's like, yeah. Is this just for pictures? Do you actually do anything in here? You know, because it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's If I want that real neat, cluttered, uh, you know, artisan, you know, studio feel, I would have to have so right. much garbage everywhere, right? Yep. Or yep. just, or, or like old antique stuff that we can't find here, you know? Like, if I see these guys, I follow them on Instagram. It's like, oh, yeah, I just picked up this big, massive fly press, and right. I can't find a fly press for sale in Canada. Oh anywhere yeah, that's crazy or like a power hammer mm. like i've got room for a power hammer if i wanted one you know yeah. good luck you know you have to States <laughs> to get those yeah but. yeah it's and then you know especially now because everything is so like just crazy about blacksmithing and knife making that you know anything you work to get like you you obviously you try to get lucky and try to find the deals and yeah. stuff but even then it's so hard yeah yeah i feel yeah. like i, I understand what you're saying here. about yeah, no, yeah, I know. It's it's that's I think that's kind of like um and I think you have you have the uh one the what's it the 60 kilogram achayo you yeah, that yeah. One, right the 125. Yeah. I have the same one. Yeah. And I'm yeah. really happy with that anvil. I really like it. Yeah, me too. Um I did I did post on uh, like a local community group here where I live about like just saying like, Hey, does anybody have an anvil? Like I'm, I'm a, a knife maker. I'm a hobbyist. I'm happy to come and talk to you about it. And like, I, I don't want to pay a ton of money. And I, that's, I actually got a hit doing that. Mm-hmm. And then got, I have a, um, a saw maker's anvil, which is about 225 pounds or something like that. And it's just a flat top anvil with no horns on it, but okay. um, it's a really nice anvil. And I got it from like a guy who works in Baltimore at a, saw sharpening um place that's been there for like a hundred years they oh, sharpen cool. industrial saw blades that's what they've done yeah. and he was like yeah we've got we've got this anvil and he said he's like i've got another one that's got like that pointy end to it somewhere he's like i don't know where that is but if i find it i'll i'll let you know i was like yeah please <laughs> oh, do <wow. laughs> if you find another yeah, anvil, let me know so yeah but um but i definitely know what you mean about the the shop feeling like a like a used space Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's all the nooks and crannies are filled or you get this like in my shop has that it's <laughs> it's it's small enough that it's like it has that feel to it. Right. It's in the mm-hmm. basement. It's small. So like and I, I try to use that face, that space as, as efficiently as possible. Um, if it were like another maybe 10 feet wide, that would probably be a little bit more ideal because the one thing I can't do is put a table saw in my space. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to have a table saw, but it's like it doesn't fit horizontal or it doesn't fit across the short space which is kind of what i'd need because then i could use like my main bench as an outfeed table yeah yeah i have a little like i have a little uh you know shop table saw that works but um there are a few things that i would like the extra space for but i definitely know what you mean if you have too much space then i don't know then yeah right then it's like it turns into almost like you said like a studio where you have like you can have these different areas but it's like is that mm-hmm. just for like looks good in pictures like is it a really like used space but who yeah, knows i, yeah, you I was watching it. some there's some huge youtubers where they end up remaking 
what they originally had. Oh yeah, right. Like yeah, really? oh, we used to sh- we used to shoot stuff in my kitchen, so they'll make a kitchen in a studio. Yeah, <laughs> or they, or they, they'll be like we used to have like this little wood shop area, and they'll make a little tiny like. Yeah, and I I mean I guess I mean I I don't know I don't know if we would do that dust I you know you kind of I feel like you just have to embrace the new thing, and like this new thing has its advantages and. This new thing also has that. Um, I don't. What do you What do you call it when you watch something just because you want it? Like, uh, it's, like the... it, it's it's almost it's the maker version of food porn, right. where, you wa- <laughs> where you watch the stuff that you can't have and you just right. enjoy it by watching it. So you you watch the dream shop videos because that's what you want. So you kind of yeah, just. Right. I feel like once you get that great shop. You just have to embrace that. It's a cool, great shop. And don't try to go back. You're not in your basement anymore or you're not. <laughs> so you just have to accept that I'm doing a new thing now. And this is this is the cool new thing. So yeah, appreciate this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I thought also there's so many of us that really enjoy the process of moving space and creating new space and creating a new environment. Like what you were showing with your, your, your shop, Jeremy, like just kind of working through like, how am I going to set this stuff up? And then occasionally you, you know, you do videos in there, but then you'll do a tour like, Oh, this is what this side of the shop is looking like now. You know? Mm -hmm. And I I really enjoy that because it's like, I'm watching that progression. Um, Devin is the house that he's in now was my parents' house. Same, similar to you, right? So mm-hmm. our parents moved up to Pennsylvania just across the Maryland line, so they're about an hour from us now. Um, and Devin and his family moved into their house, and so my dad's shop, which is, you know, like probably, what is it, Dev, like 12 by 20 or so, that, that maybe okay. not even that wide. Yeah, a little bit less than Jeremy's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that shop space, like I was super excited for Devin to move in there because I was like, "Oh, it's cool. We can set up your shop space." You know, like yeah, let's yeah, make that yeah. a video. That'd be cool. Like, and talk about like how do you set things up? And you know, we I think we did yeah. um, we did a podcast about that. Like, and I think we've also done a video about that about like how to set up a how to set up a space and what things you do and you know, and just things that I've learned over the years. And that's just like so fun to to mm-hmm. look at a space and think about how you're gonna use it. But you know, but then you got to use it. You know, you got to actually set it up and use it and. And, uh, yeah. the one, the one really nice benefit about having a shop that we shoot a YouTube video in is that my shop is almost always clean, you know, yeah. clean, quote unquote clean, right? Because it has to be, cause it has to be relatively presentable and I have to have my middle <laughs> table open to be able to shoot the next video. So it's like, yeah. okay, well I got to clean up, you know, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, nice. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You know what I find that, that I've done here is almost set up like a little shop within this bigger space. Yeah, you know, like I've got right. my main work area and it is, it is pretty much just what I had in my garage. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, even the, the tools are hung in the same spot in the wall and I, yep. I move around that space the same way. The only difference is I've got a, a bigger work table in the center, but then like, right. like honestly, like I, well, right now, especially with me not moving into the back, I mean, the back's going to be like a, a woodworking area so I can put a big, um, I want like a miter saw station that's got like 10 feet nice. on each end and yep. a, yeah. a table saw in the middle of the room within feet, out feet. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to do all my woodworking processes without moving a single tool. And that's yeah, what yeah. that will be dedicated for. But like even the, the front of the shop, I'm using like actively maybe a quarter of it. Right. You know? So it's yep. kind of like, um, it, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> I was looking at possibly building a shop before we moved. And I'd come out here, and obviously, I mean, I've worked for years and years in this shop. 
yeah. but, but when we did, I mean, there's, I think we've had like up to 20 employees that I worked with in this shop, you know, wow. and yeah. uh, I look at where we had our machining area, our lathes and, you know, a couple welders right when you walked in the door, there's two big iron workers there. And, and I look at it now, I'm like, man, I, I stick my motorcycle there. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, I guess my motorbike's in the way. I want to be able to roller skate in here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. The, the one thing is nice is that future projects or, you know, the kids, uh, you know, my son has a truck. And so if we want, mm -hmm. we can bring it in here and we can pull the starter out of it and we can just leave it in the middle of the shop for weeks. And it's yeah, not going to inhibit nice. what I need to get done, you know? So that is the right. benefit with space. But, um, yeah, I don't ever see this thing being, like, full of equipment because that would just be right. cool, actually. But <laughs> That would be just too of, cool. A <laughs> lot of greenbacks, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I, that, that just, like, reminds me of uh, fireball tools, you know, something that yeah. you would have, like, just crazy, like, <laughs> yeah. just an entire giant shop full of, like, the coolest, oldest tools. Yeah. Um, one thing I was thinking is uh, your your lathe that you got from your dad. Mm -hmm. um, so you're back it's it's back where it was correct yep, yep. Right? you moved it from there to your house yeah. and then now back to the same yeah. shop <laughs> yeah, that was like one little... that long that not not that long apart but no you moved it when you put yeah. it back <laughs> it was like a year maybe a year and a half vacation oh, nice. <laughs> <And then laughs> stick it back you don't get away <laughs> that's funny nice yeah. um one of the videos i liked that you put out recently was like you you bought the little or um uh, the little like um mini bike type oh, thing yeah yeah he yeah. had that thing is awesome it's oh, super blast. cool yeah how's that uh you like i know in the video you like kind of went across the fields and out and checked the mail and came back and stuff like that's so much fun so the reason why i was talking about it is so Devin and i just bought um and i think we haven't we haven't this is probably the first time it's been talked about we got yeah. a um a bicycle conversion kit for with an 80 cc motor Really? So it's like a little motor, and it comes with all the stuff to put it onto a bicycle, and you create a little ADCC, you know, moped, and basically. Is that going to be for your bike? Yeah, if, yeah you don't for, have for one of ours. No, Devin has an electric bike. Yeah, um, so you'll have the gas. That, but, well, yeah. the original idea was it's like, gas. Yeah. Like three or four years ago, I thought mm -hmm. I just... You could get one for $100, some Chinese two-stroke engine, and all the stuff you need to put on a bike. Right. And mm -hmm. most people have bikes. So basically, for 100 bucks, you can have a little moped that goes 35 miles per hour. Yeah. Right. And I was like, that's a cool video idea. $100 bike, uh, 100-mile range, like that type yeah, of yeah. stuff. It's, it's all in one thing. It's like this super cheap thing you can make. And then we just never did it. And then I finally saw it again on like Amazon. And it was like 125 bucks. Oh, so wow. I was like, yeah. all right, Dust, we're going to buy it. And now that I have my e-bike, now we can do a comparison video. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah. the e-bike's like 1700 bucks. It goes 40 miles per charge mm -hmm. compared yep. to a $125 thing. Or we'll, we'll, we'll probably go buy a bike at Walmart or something. Yeah, yeah. So it would be, like, right. be like 250 bucks all in. For yep. something that can go 150 miles on a tank, yeah, compared to this e-bike, and I think that's that's kind of how we'll take it. We'll compare and contrast that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get I'm a excited. It'll be really fun. 
stick a five gallon bucket on the top tube when you're all done. And say I can get seven thousand miles with this sucker. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's cool. Yeah, right. So yeah. you said it was an eighty uh, cc. Yeah, eighty yeah. cc. Wow. Right, Dave? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. decent. So a little AC. Yeah, I know a little AC eighty cc motor. Um, it's funny because Devin. He sent me a message right after Christmas. It was like, is it time? Is it time yet? And he like <laughs> sent me the link again. And I had just looked up. Uh, I had just looked like not even two weeks before that. And I was looking again at them like, oh, maybe these are cool. Maybe we do need to do this now. You know, yeah. it's just like fun. You know, like I saw, I'm not going to like ride it into town or anything, but just to have like the little bike around and just I think it's cool. And yeah. And my daughter is 13 and she's like old enough and strong enough to ride around on something yeah. cool like that. You know, and I wanted to have that experience of having this, like, you know, I don't know, there's something really like primal about controlling that much, that power, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's a ton of power or not to be able to, like, and something I loved when I was a kid that we had mini bikes that are, you know, my like growing up with our brothers you and had, stuff. And those were, you had, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I had a power wheels and that was it. <laughs> but yeah, so we, yeah, we, we like with the older brother. So Devin's four and a half years younger than I am or yes, yeah, like that. And our, my two older brothers are about a year apart. So yes, we had a we were little, but mm-hmm. just, that was like such a fun, experience yeah. riding around on it so and i and i had a, a motorcycle when i was in college and then a couple years after and you know there's just something i i always felt like i was having fun yeah, you know like yeah. anytime i'm not riding my motorcycle was like this is fun it was like never just a, like a business you know it was never yeah. just like just driving from one place to the other mm-hmm. and obviously i didn't do it you know i didn't have it for years and years and years but there's just something really fun about yeah. that so it's a certain freedom on a motorcycle mm-hmm. it, it is you know yeah yeah, you ever yeah. watch the show um, Long Way Round? Heard of it? Yeah, it's is it about like it, world touring. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Ewan McGregor and another of his actor friends. The first one was done like two thousand six, mm. and they went from England all the way around to New York. Oh, okay, and it's it's great. It's a great documentary. Um, they're on I don't know BMW something something mm-hmm. something dual sport kind of. Yeah, yeah, and they carried everything, obviously, and they yeah. did the whole trip, and then they did two more series, like, every six or seven years they would do it, but that's oh, okay. A, those are great documentaries to watch about, just these super long trips of uh, yeah. these guys on motorcycles. It's really cool. Yeah, I hear a lot about that, those because they're, uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is called Adventure Rider Radio, and... Um, mm-hmm. You know, he interviews all kinds of people that are on like world tours or whatever, and everybody talks about those documentaries. And I keep thinking, man, I got to just check those out one of these days. Yeah, long, long way, long way around. Check that one out first. That's cool. Adventure Rider Radio. Oh, it's, it's good. What's that? That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know if I need more podcasts to listen to, but anytime <laughs> someone like suggests one of them, I say, ooh, check that out. Yeah, <laughs> but. Nice. That's cool. Um, all right. So we're about an hour and a half in. So Jeremy, we want to invite you to tell us a disaster story. So those who are listening, and I'm sure you know as well, Jeremy, that we have visitors on. Um, we like to ask them to tell us a disaster story. Makers, people who have done things who have failed completely and had to either restart or scrap an item. Um, <laughs> and we love the stories. And I always think back because Devin and I told one of those stories each on our very first podcast episode. And, uh, and it's been fun because one of those things that we get a lot of comments on is when we do something wrong or if something happens and I show it and we, we keep it in the videos, people really appreciate that. Yeah. Cause there's like a reality, like, 
you know, YouTube videos can be edited completely and you'd never see any of those mistakes, but they're always there. Yeah. You know, they're always those things. Yeah. So, yeah. so we like to tell those stories because they're fun and then it makes us relatable. And, you know, we all, all makers, you know, fail once in a while. So yeah, have a story like that for us. Yeah. You know, like I, I knew you were going to ask this even before you queued me up before the show. <laughs> and uh, I'll give one <laughs> afterwards, like probably the stupidest thing I've done that I just couldn't recover from, but it wasn't making related. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't narrow it down because it seems every day I do something stupid in the shop. And you, you get, I, I think the more you make, the more you just learn to like go with it, you know, and you learn to fix mm-hmm. your mistakes. Um, but I, I think one of the ones that, that I thought was, I felt really stupid about and is, is public is that um, making, I was doing a mock-up for a uh, frame lock knife that I was doing mm-hmm. with, with Alex Steele, that collaboration. And right. I had my templates. Sorry, real, real, real quick, what's a frame lock knife? Um, so it's a kind where you have to you depress one side of the frame with your thumb to unlock it. Oh, okay. Yep, you got yep. it. Got yep. it. And uh, a liner lock is very similar, except it's just a liner that bends in, whereas a frame lock, it's the whole actual side of that that handle. Yeah, um, gotcha. So I I did like these drawings. I don't remember what program I used, but um, cut out my templates, glued them to steel. You know, cutting out had bearings, and this is just all—it's so much work making folding knives like that. And so I'm like getting this mocked up, mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. And uh, I did one video on it, and then the guy goes, "Well, that's really cool. I didn't know you're left-handed." And I was like, "You know, sometimes you get these comments, and I'm like, what are you talking about, you jerk?" And like your instant <laughs> reaction is like, "You know, you just want to be snarky back at him." And I was like, uh, "No, I'm right-handed." And he was like, "Well, you're building a left-handed frame lock." <laughs> I totally didn't even think about the fact that you literally have to have, you know, the right scale on the right side, like just uh, right yeah. over my head. I'm just, wow. Way to go, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> and I After of, you made it and put out the video and everything. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know you were left-handed. Duh, I'm not left-handed, dumb dumb. Well, why are you building a left-handed knife then? Oh, <laughs> didn't think about that one. <laughs> It's not a major disaster, but that was a, a, a one of those dumb moments. Like, oh, come on, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's like I I have uh, screwed up at least a dozen knife sheaths, or you know, either like knife sheaths or yeah. um, any leather work because you because you got to work opposite because yes. like the yeah. smooth side wow. against the rough side. <laughs> get it and all done. You like, like yeah, you get everything, and then you fold one back, and you're like, oh, it's the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. It's the left-handed one. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. I like cut out one piece of leather, and I'm like, oh shit! Cut, put another one on there. Try again. Yeah. Like, dang. Stupid geometry. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, ninety percent of my questions when working with Dust, he's just like, oh no, this is what it is. But every ten percent, I get he goes, oh yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Like Dust, is, is is that the right way up? Is that how we want to do it? Oh no, you're right. You're right. You're right. This was the practice one. <laughs> I'm glad I'm yeah, here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just keeping you on your toes, Dev. Making sure you're. I, on, yeah, I, yeah, I right. don't want to shoot this twice. You, you're doing this right, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got two more hours. You got to get it all done. Let's go. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Um, so we'll finish up the episode with some recommendations for our listeners. Uh, Jeremy, you have a recommendation. Yeah, you betcha. I'll uh, I'll go in uh, Devon form and uh, recommend nice. a big YouTube channel. <laughs> um, have you guys ever heard of the channel Bikes and Beards? No. No. 
So it's these two guys. I don't know where they're from. I'm thinking like maybe Pennsylvania area. I don't know for sure, but um, like they'll go out and like buy old Harleys like uh, from an old police department. They'll buy them at an auction and then drive them back. Right. And oh, they're yeah, funny. Nice. Like they are hilarious videos. Like uh, well done. I think they've got a decent team working with them. But um, nice. like they, they put these stickers on the side. It's like they they couldn't replicate a real police bike right they weren't allowed so instead right. of sheriff it said surf like s-h-e-r-f surf department and it's like honk if you love donuts and this stuff and they're they just do these funny funny videos and it's generally two guys and uh yeah i really enjoy that one it's good it's a good clean channel too you can watch it with kids and stuff so nice That's bikes awesome. and beards i think they got like two million or something yeah oh right on nice yeah it's it's surprising how many like youtube channels that are out there yeah. that like like how could i have never heard of a channel that has two million subscribers you know what i mean yeah. like and like being a youtuber like that's that's half of the business right it's just knowing you're but like there's so many niches you know like mm -hmm. we're all in this niche and you know yeah i know the like dozen people around me in, within the niche that have that much success but like that's crazy yeah. and i'm like and i'll like mention a channel that i think is like huge that i that i know that's super well known i think i'll mention it to like one of my students or a friend and they're like yeah i don't know who that is i've never heard of that person yeah yeah i'm like really yeah. it's crazy <laughs> how could you not have? yeah yeah right exactly how could you not yeah yeah my nice. wife my wife still thinks i'm crazy because i just she's like why are you just watching youtube <laughs> I was like, "What do you? That's just why do you watch Netflix? Why do yeah. you watch HBO? What are you talking yeah. about?" Yeah, my wife's the exact same way. <laughs> like, she hates YouTube. She hates watching it. She's really like, is. if I need to learn how to do something or fix something, I want the quickest, right. shortest video. But like, she doesn't subscribe to anything. She's so like, YouTube is dumb. I was like. Yeah. Hallmark well, holiday specials are dumb. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Ha -ha, well, you how about you that? work yeah. you watch murder shows all the time, and I don't like those either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Deb, you have a recommendation? Yeah, I'll go with uh, my tradition. Um, there's. <laughs> you ever heard of Nardwar? No. Mm -mm. He uh, he's a Canadian, Jeremy. Oh, he um, he uh, he uh, <laughs> um, he started out interviewing we well, didn't start out but he he since like i don't know the early 90s he would he's this really weird nerdy guy who interviews artists and now he art now he interviews a lot of rappers and stuff but he like every big band and artist he's interviewed but he's so strange that at first people just are kind of like making fun of him but then yep. he knows so much about each person Oh, I think yeah. that they're yeah, all they're always they're them, always yeah. like, wait, what? How do you know that? Because he he'll he'll bring up something like, uh, your your high school teacher did this and that, like, where he'll like throw <laughs> names at them where they're like, they're totally thrown off. But so look, just look up Nardwar, okay, and and he's got so many good uh, good different uh, interviews. Nice, Nardwar. Yeah, you you did mention him him to me before. Because you were like talking about how he he finds all this crazy stuff that people don't. Yeah, I had I remember I was like telling you like we should do something like this, right? Where we where we find something way deep like about find out about someone and but you know he I think he does his like uh, he he probably studies them for months and months to try to figure out that stuff. Right. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. So my recommendation is, um, so I'm going to say this the way it looks. And if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. (laughs) So um, my recommendation is um, a Instagram and YouTube um, channel. Uh, Sorry, I'm pulling it up real quick. Make sure I get it as right as possible. (laughs) Amanda Um, Hugging. (laughs) So uh, this is the gentleman, Scott Wiener. And um, (laughs) I think that's how we say his last name. Um, It might be Weiner, and that would make it easier to say. But uh, but his Instagram is the crafty crafty Wiener. And... (laughs) And his YouTube is the same thing. So he's actually a local here in Maryland near me, near us. Um, he actually is right near Devin and I both. And we were on kind of a bigger maker group. And we kind of started a, like a, a Maryland maker chat group. Um, and he reached out and we chatted a little bit about his space that he has here in Maryland. This really cool space that he's going to be working on building and making into kind of a potential um, content creator space. So um, check him out. Give him some love. He does some cool stuff on Instagram and YouTube. He's going to put some cool videos of making different stuff on woodworking and different making things. So um, that's uh, Scott Scott Weiner or Scott Weiner on Instagram. The crafty Weiner. Why didn't you just Why didn't you just say Weiner and let him talk to you later? <laughs> Instead, it's you went for Weiner first. <laughs> like, well, let him let so. him do the Weiner thing. <laughs> um. So the reason why is because here in Baltimore we have a like a famous uh newscaster called named Deborah Weiner and hers uh-huh. is spelled the same way Deborah Weiner so wow. um all right so unfortunately uh we lost Jeremy within the last few minutes of the podcast <laughs> so, why don't why don't we give him a few minutes and see if he bounces back all right, and he did. Um, he did send me a message. He says it looks like his uh, router router punted him off again. Um, so I'll I'll message him back real quick and see if he can hop back on with the same link. And uh, and if he does, then great. And if not, then we'll finish up the video, finish up the podcast. We're right at the end. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Well, we did get Jeremy back. You're back, Jeremy. We lost you briefly. But yeah. you're back on <laughs> the World Wide Web, hey? Yeah, right. Uh, we <laughs> talked before uh, the podcast started briefly, and you were like, "Well, it's kind of, we'll see." It's kind of bumping. We it had bumping you off. It was like kind of bumping you off and on your internet occasionally. So yeah, we're like, well, if we that... make it through for a little bit, that's good. And if not, then that's fine too. So <laughs> yeah, no, I'm shocked. Like we've had we've had such problems with our internet here lately, and I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I usually yeah. get through my <laughs> podcast. So we do ours on Friday mornings, and. Right, but lately it's just been brutal. But I'm glad I could get back on here. I thought, yeah, man, that's no, gonna be exactly. a weird end. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's he passed gone. away. <laughs> did uh, did your daughter get to do her online lesson this evening? Actually, did that uh, work no, out for no. Her uh, her instructor. He's actually in Vancouver. Okay. He's like the some leader of a Philharmonic, Vancouver Philharmonic. He's a well educated uh, guy, but he had some emergency or something, so he had to oh, cancel wow. it for tonight. They're doing it Saturday, I guess now instead. So, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it was fine because we made it right to the end. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for hanging out with us and chatting. It's yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoy it. Like I say, I listen to every one of your episodes, really enjoy them. And so it's an absolute honor nice, to be on man. here with you guys. 
Oh, thank you thank so you. much, man. It's just as really fun in real it. life as it sounds like it is. In the <laughs> <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice. All right, well, guys, make sure you uh, don't forget to head over to Jeremy's YouTube channel, The Simple Little Life, and you can follow him there. Um, tell us your um, your podcast one more time. You said Can Am Suit, right? Yep. What's called? Yep. Okay, and what I'll put you, that in the show notes. What do you guys uh, talk about there? It's probably like two grumpy old guys, maybe. He's old, <laughs> a little older than I am, but... No, the reason we call it like Canadian, American, and then soup. Anything can gotcha. go in soup. We just talk about whatever, like guns and... I don't know, making... Some, some, sometimes my, my co-host Todd likes to... Likes to make fun of other makers. <laughs> like Only that. the real big, That's big always good. ones, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's like, Todd, you got to tone it down here. <laughs> you get yourselves canceled, son. <laughs> now, see, that's how you get listeners. You start dogging on other people. Yeah. Smack yeah, talking exactly. stuff, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> bringing, that, uh, bringing that divisive listening, people. People love it. That's right. Yeah. Start the drama. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the titles, it's just like, the truth about Jimmy Darista. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I really like him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Wait till the end and you'll find out. <laughs> That's right. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, and also head over to uh, YouTube, and you can follow us. Um, subscribe to the Art of Craftsmanship and comment. Let us know what you think about the videos. If you have an opinion about our uh, the new uh, questions videos, let us know on them. And you can also a ask any questions that you have. Um, it can be about stuff for shop stuff. It can be stuff about our channel. It can be about whatever you think. So if you want to have your questions um asked and answered on the questions videos you can head over and comment on our video and you can also head over to patreon.com and support us there uh, at the art of craftsmanship and then all of our patrons have access to our discord server and on the discord server you can ask us questions there and actually one of our newest our newest questions videos is going to have one of our patron questions on it so if you are so inspired to support us in that way we really appreciate it and we're trying to be a little bit more active with that community so yeah. those of you who are over there we really do appreciate it you pay $2 once, and you can ask a question, and you can get out. Two yeah, bucks. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you can be part of the Discord server from then on out. You know, mm -hmm. you'll have the link, so you can join us that way. We'll just slightly shame you when you leave, but you can still have access. <laughs> Um, and everybody else, make sure you head over to uh, Instagram. You can follow us at The Art of Craftsmanship on Instagram. You can follow Devin, The Art of Camera Guy, and you can follow Jeremy, The Simple Little Life. Um, other than that, thank you guys all so much. It's been a blast. Jeremy, we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you all so much, and we will talk to you next time. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.